we're outside Willie McCracken's house who is truly a local legend and an ambassador for the sport. Really looking forward to getting in here and listening to his stories. He was an elite runner in his time. He's run numerous marathons all across Europe and just a phenomenal, outstanding uh, member of the community. So let's get in there and see how it goes. Before that, I used to belong to the, uh, the New York Shamrocks Athletic Club, which formed in 1938. But 1938, that's where it was formed, but I only joined it in, in the 60s, like, more or less the beginning of the 60s, like, you know. So 1938, it raised. When did it start? When did you? St I started really 19 around 1961. And 62. Like there wasn't many people running. There wasn't then. any running. No, there was nothing really. Like you know, I belonged to what they call the old Bosco in Newry here. Uh, the late Jack Macken and the late John Fern were ambassadors, and that uh, uh, John Fern was the the boxer. Uh, he trained all the boxers, and Jack Macken was the uh, the caretaker, not the caretaker, but he was all, he was overall, the, the juveniles and different. It was a place that people could go, youngsters could go to do boxing, skipping, mm. played even games, not even running that. But I based myself there running, went out for a run, maybe four or five miles at a time, maybe twice a week and that was it. That's how I started to, although I started in, in, in the school sports, like, you know, really. Yeah. Like, you know, was there many people in it at that time? In the Bosco, oh, there was yes, plenty of yes, yes, there was plenty of people at that time. Like you know, I could name a few people, but mostly probably have deceased now. Like you know, uh, there was the late Stanley Smith. Uh, I'm sure you heard of the Cairns brothers mm. in Newry here. Like you know, and we had Stanley Smith and we had Patsy Quinn, and the late Tom, Tom uh, Lundy. Uh, he won the Lisbon Cup years ago. We. But at that time, it wasn't a 10k, it was a six mile road race. Exactly where the running is now, around the Dumb Lane, or Meath Road, they call it the bottom line. And it's still going at the moment now with the, what they call the Merge 10k. It's the same route. Oh, it's the same route. Oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. And what was the running scene like back then then? So you know now there's two oh. or three races every single weekend. Oh, not at all. No, there was not new. If you, if you had a race once a week, maybe mm -hmm. on a Sunday, you had, that's really yes. And generally the shorter races? very limited uh, during, during the week, like, you know, really. And g generally shorter races, were they? They weren't, because a lot of oh, half well, marathons no, now, or? Well, you had, you had, you had the 10Ks and now the 5Ks, but uh, you had the odd half marathon, like, you know. But basically, the most thing would have been the cross country of a Sunday, like, all over. Northern Ireland or even down yeah. south, like you know, really travel here and travel there, like you know. So but the, the cross country was bigger than the road racing back then? At that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think it's, it's sort of swapped around now. There's not that much cross country now, like you know, mm -hmm. you might get the odd championships down around Belfast, but I show yourself you could run now mm -hmm. four or five times a week, especially in the summer. In the summer, even it's like you had races during the week, Saturday and Sunday. And some people are starting to fall back into the cross country. You can say, see it starting to come back slightly. Well, um, yeah, it has. It, uh, well, it's the odd one now, really. Yeah. But, uh, but they're, they're mostly major championships down around Belfast, like you know. So tell, tell me about your kit back then, because now we have, like, I'm going in the, the latest and greatest Hoka shoes, mm -hmm. like, and there's all this different yeah. technology yeah, yeah. and all this good stuff. Now, what type of clothing well, and at, shoes? Well, at the beginning now, uh, I don't know if you wouldn't remember this, but the. There used to be a wee sports shop down in the Mall, 
in the area here and they used to be called Dan O'Hare's, the late Dan O'Hare's. They showed football gear, the, the, the running gear, but there wasn't running gear, it was what we called plimsolls, the black and mm. white goodies. Now that's what I ran in, in the Lisbon Cup, the Cairns Bros ran. There was no such things as yeah. Brooks or Nick or Sacconi or all these things like, you know. There's no real compression on those. There was no compression. It, it, was, it was like in, trying to run in uh, slippers. You know, your, your bedroom slippers. That was it. There's no cushion at all in them. Like, and well, you've got as many injuries to all wearing those type of shoes. Not really, no, no, no. At young, you never thought of injuries that they just kept yeah. going and running, like, you know. And you don't need maybe train twice, three times a, a week for that. And what's your thoughts now? They have, like, so I'm actually wearing a most advanced gallon watch now oh, and you see people with all these compression legs stuff. even compression arms everything you know? like you know it's everything under the sun now like you know i wouldn't know how to use them but i suppose it's, it's, it's a good idea for your heart rate and your calories and different things your pace how your pace is going in the, in the run or training and you know it's, it's really mm-hmm. it's it's just technology nowadays that's it yeah and fuel um i remember we were sitting in a restaurant in berlin and you and the table next to us we we're doing the berlin marathon and we were talking about our race plan we were going to run the race the next day yeah. and at that time i was taking like gels in the race yeah, yeah. and i said at mile 16 i'm going to start popping jelly babies because this is all the information i'd read and that's how yeah, i was introducing yeah, yeah. to running yeah, yeah, yeah. and i looked over and there was this um willie mccracken was sitting there with this strange look on his face and i said to him um Willie, why, what, do, what do you take on during the race? He said, I'll take a little sip of water going around the course. So then I had to ask the question, so what do you do in the morning? Mm. A bit of tea and toast. <laughs> well, tea and toast, well, it, it, it all depends. If you're training, I just take a normal tea and toast before I go out running. Like. But uh, if I was racing now, like, uh, I'd probably do the same. Like. I, in my, in long years ago, there was none of this uh, mm. nutrition you had like really. You just ate what you ate and that was it. But no, I wasn't a big eater for different things. Uh, if I got plenty of tea and toast in the morning, maybe maybe a small bowl of porridge and that was it, really. But even during during the half marathons or even during marathons, I not a big drink mm-hmm. of water, like, really. So you don't take on fuel, only just no, water? No, I don't, even at this present time, I don't. If I was doing a tank here, even half marathon, Five limited water that I would take on, like really, like, you know. Yeah, and yeah. at that time I was afraid to go out without a parade or a sports drink. And after speaking to you, yeah. I just cut it right back. Yeah, and you right. find out you don't need it at all. They, they don't really, no, there's nothing, you know, pure water mm. just goes through your system. That's it. That's it. That's the way I worked anyway, and it didn't do me any harm over the years. And what about leading up to the race then that week before well, the race? Well, it all depends what what race you're going to do now. Like for example, now like uh, I done I done plenty of half marathons. I done plenty of marathons. Like you know, but the best marathon has you know myself was a double in nineteen eighty one when I done two twenty three. Uh, my preparation at there, I got a training program from a chap in Dundalk. I'm not too sure if he's dead during that day, but a training program. And I had a lot of people around me, like of Brother Sean and the late Jim Mickey, said we programmed me for doing speech sessions. And I also had, the, the, the name of the gentleman was Jim O'Donoghue, who, from Dundalk. Give me what to do, what to eat, 
and special drinks he, he told me to make up. And I made up these drinks and had them every maybe five, six miles. Like, as I said, I had a team around me that particular day in Dublin. Mm -hmm. like, and uh, coming up to different points, they hand me this drink. And I think at the end of the day, they really, they really did have me like really. Yeah. But that's the only nutrition that I really had like. And the, the plan they give you, so you're very much into your plans and structuring your plans. Mm. What's the key things that you think should go into a plan? See, I, I trained on my own. I had nobody else mm. around me to train. I set my own plans, my own distance, my own speed sessions. So mm. I did. So what's key about what you would put into the plan, like so, like when I if I write a plan with four or five days of training, mm. there's a couple there that's really key. So it might be my intervals, or it might be my. Well, long just for an example, I would I was training seven days per week. Now for a half marathon, I would train between sixty and seventy miles per week constantly. Okay. Now if I step up to a marathon, I would build that up from sixty to about ninety, near, near almost a hundred. Very rarely would do 100 miles. So would. But uh, that was my plan. I planned my own sessions. Yeah. As you know now, you're running yourself. You know what it takes to do speed sessions. Like. Mm -hmm. So I would. All my speed sessions were done on the road. 95% of that. And I was lucky we had no injuries. Mm -hmm. And all my speed sessions were doing what they call Green Bank Industrial Estate. The loops were in there. And then finally we got an old cinder track behind the old swimming pool. That was a 400 metres track. That's where I trained my space sessions. And so all in the flat. It was all in the flat. But, you know, I've I done, I done 10 mile runs, 15 yeah. mile runs, as I know yourself, all around hills, different places. So did you try and mix your training up then instead of keeping oh, that? I will, just for an example though, like I would, I would, I say I train seven days a week and my first day would be Saturday to Sunday. Now if I was running very well I would do maybe 12 or 15 miles a Sunday morning easy. My session of a Monday night would be 10 or 12 miles easy again. My Tuesday night sessions all depends what I want to do. If I want to do 400s I would do 2400s. I would do them in 75 seconds. I'll take a break. Wednesday would be a nice easy eight mile. Thursday again would be a space session where you could do repetition miles, repetition two miles. Friday would be another ten mile. Saturday would be up to about twelve or fifteen again. And that was constant all the time. So it, it didn't do me any harm, like you know, mm. as you know yourself, all my personal best I trained very hard from. Yeah. So there's no real magic secret there, there's you know, no, there's no, for a no, two hour, 23. There's no, there's no real magic. The magic secret is in training, mm. how to discipline yourself. And at times you have to hurt yourself, really. Mm. And you see, there's quite a, we live in a different age now. And going into that place of hurt, people shy away from that more so these days, because we live in more of a comfortable living sort of environment. Uh, that's us too, too. Yeah, yeah, you're quite correct. Uh, but, you know, running was just in my blood and I just hurt myself. Mm. Training, racing. But like we had all good comrades around me, like, you no, know, there was quite a good few other boys, really, really good in Newry here, like, you know. 
And did you find that they were sort of driving you on? There's a bit of competitiveness there. I well, fortunately, there wasn't one like I'm not boasting myself, but there's well, there's nobody that would could do yeah. five fifteen, five twenty miles in training, like in, in repetition miles or even mm. in a race, like you know. But they helped me along. Like there's no debate about that. Like a great, great bunch of people, great bunch of lads we had all over the years in the sandwich and different things. Like you know, I couldn't sit here and not mention them, but you couldn't mention them all, but they're yeah. brilliant, like, you know. There was one time we were down in Dublin doing a half marathon, actually, Eamon, Eamon, your daughter, was standing yeah, next yeah, to me, and there's a guy there, he was 72, and I think he was 72, maybe 67, around that age, mm -hmm. and he asked what, what pace you're going for, and I said, well, today I might go for, like, 135, and he goes to me, why didn't you go for 130? That's what I'm going to go for, and he was, right. like, 67 right, years right, of age, right, and I went, right, right. Yeah, yeah. and... Um, the conversation come up anyway, and your name popped up, and he says, "Oh, William McCrack, and I used to race him back in the day." So he does, and he moved most probably remember his name. But is there anybody there you can think of? And he really had this competitive spark in his eye when he mentioned your name. He's like, "Oh, William McCrack, and I used to race against him all the time." Well, there's a, there's quite a few boys that mm -hmm. I know, athletes that I know down around Dublin area, and all, I think, like you know, uh, I could name them all because there's a, there's a job that probably could be. How long is that ago now you were saying that? Actually, that would be about two years ago, maybe three years, maybe. Uh, well, there was a chap there now called Adam Jones. He was a good runner. We raced again. But I raced again a lot of good boys down there, and Jose, uh, I couldn't remember them all. Uh, now, but, uh, he know. actually, I went, I went out with him and he blew me out on the third mile. Uh, and I let him go on. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> You've done yeah. brilliant. Oh, uh, can you think of a race where you've had a certain nemesis? <clears throat> Have you, can you think of a race back in the time where you just you just actually won that battle? Oh well, there's quite a few. Yeah, it's, the, I'm, I'm the, sure there the, is. The, like the best race I had, well, quite a few races I had, but the one uh, the Lisbon Half Marathon. You know that Lisbon yeah. Half Marathon. There it is. There's thousands and it's really like you know. Uh, well, in 1985, I think or 86, I won that half marathon, and I had a battle with. A good runner now who runs for North Belfast, Fast, that's called uh, a chap called Matt Shields. We had, and uh, we ran together for a good bit. There's about half a dozen of us in the leading bunch. And there's one particular fellow now, um, he represented Northern Ireland in the Commonwealth Games. He was a great 1500 metre man, 3000 metre man, and it was a chap called Derek Graham, who was a brilliant runner. Now. And, uh, we all, we all sort of sat together like, yeah. racing, racing, but at nine miles, me and Mark Shields was together, and then about ten miles, I started to go on, and you know, at the end of the day, you know yourself where you're coming up through the last couple of miles in this point half mm -hmm. mountain, you got the big hill, yeah. well I came up the big hill and I was dodging in and out of the 10k runners, there was a 10k, although there were children and 5k runners, but you know, it was a great feeling coming into the stadium uh, to finish the, because the, it's a prestigious uh, half mile yeah. nowadays, like, you know, and there was good quality runners that like, you know, And you so actually won the race that time? I won the race and I done, done 69.34. It's just actually on the Facebook, there are some, some of these old athletes now put up these old, uh, Races yeah. years and years ago, like you know, 
and uh, I see a few of my own names mentioned in it like no and uh, Matshi uh, Derek Graham finished second and Matshi finished third like you know so to do that so that's that's why I'm saying yeah. before to you like you know I train very hard for those yeah. and if you don't train hard you don't commit yourself you won't do those yeah but you won't do those times but you have to have talent as well like mm-hmm. I knew all the time I had talent for running and I played a lot of football as well like and I was an outside right so uh, I was really nippy and fast but when the football finished all together that's when I concentrated on my running like so tell us about um that was an amazing story by the way but tell us a bit about your 223 marathon then because like well that is there's not really <laughs> there's not really much to tell about as i said before there i had um i had a dad a special dad that this gentleman jim who gave to me and what to eat and the special things that, that I could make up, mm. and we made them up here, like you know. And what about the food? What what type of things were in that? Oh, it was only a drink. Now it was just okay. Like, just from a nutrition it, problem. It just, like, but uh, it, it wasn't that you know mm. it wasn't special stuff. It was like a powdery stuff that they had to boil the water, mm-hmm. really boil the water, and you just boil it for 10-15 minutes, make sure it was really boiled. It was like a powdery stuff. Like don't ask me any of that. Don't really know what they know with but we put those in these small bottles and as I said before the people who went up with me at the sideline gave me all the three drinks but no uh, did, did you they, feel that morning did you know what was your not really no you don't really know it's hard to, to to look back now you don't really know if you I know it was going well like you know really like, yeah. you know because uh, the first half of the marathon I went through was it was it this belt? Oh, it's Dublin, this, sorry, sorry, this is Dublin, the first Dublin in yeah. 1981 when I done 223. My first half marathon through that one was uh, just over 72 minutes, oh. and then like uh, the second half, what you, this would be called negative splits, I was a minute faster than the first half, so. No, and in the marathon, I always come to the point as much as most people, mile twenty two and twenty three, and you're just like, you want to stop. Like, how how do you work through that process? Oh, well, it's, it's 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 hard to put it in words. Like, you, mm. you know, if you're comf- if you feel comfortable in the marathon, you're feeling comfortable. But you know yourself, there's marathoners they can't feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it happened to me many a times really like you know you, you want to give up at 22 23 mile but this just hit i was just hit on the nail that particular time like i i, I trained very hard for it really mm-hmm. like you know do you mentally train yourself for that then i suppose you're pushing think, yourself to that I, point I, I, yeah, and I you're able to manage I, it on the day I would, yep i would do if i was out for doing 10 miles now i had courses marked here i knew where i was going where the distance was and i was at a time if i wanted to do 10 mile six minute mile I would set the watch for I would well I would know what I would I would do mm. six minute mile because I knew where all the miles were. The only watch I had was start and stop. So I knew when it come to first mile yeah. if I wanted to make six minutes, I got six minutes. I knew where I wanted to be at five mm. mile, thirty minutes. And I wanted to be at ten mile in sixty minutes. Yeah. That's the way I worked out yeah. that, you know. I'm just looking at this here over in the corner, and my, my next sort of question was around about what, is your, what was your proudest moment 
That must be up there. Well, I have um, three proudest moments, like. The yeah. first round has to be the 2.23 in the Dublin City. And what pace would that be, do you know? Well, you could have been talking, uh, not good mathematician, but it's around 5.24, mm. 5.25 a mile, like, you know, constant, 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 you know. Brilliant. And that, and then uh, I was selected to, to carry the Olympic, to- the Olympic torch here in Uri in for the 2012 Olympic Games was held in London, like, and I was very proud of doing that. Mm-hmm. There. So how did that come about then? So well, it came about. Because, well, I was told because I was. I was. done a lot of running here in Uri. I done a lot of running for um, charities as well. To see, we made a lot of money for charities over the years, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a, a chap called a local council here called Charlie Casey. I put my name forward for to carry the torch along with another young fella. So that's how it came about. It was the council that put my name mm. forward and was selected. And it must have been a very humbling experience. It was, humbling, it was a humbling experience. Like I had to, I got the suit. Pure, we, pure we white. white. We had a white suit with the Olympic crest on it. Like, mm. And uh, we were, there was all the people from all different parts of Northern Ireland. Like, really run in Newry and we all went we met up at the uh, town hall and we gave them instructions what to do like you know because that so, torch went right away around the country didn't it oh that, that flame should i say oh it did yeah yeah mm. it's right around the, even the, the famous people carried david mm. banton bobby chanton bobby chanton yeah yeah Brilliant. now i don't know if you can see the torch here if you want to have a look at it yeah. here but if you can look at the torch here bobby there's a lot of wee pinholes in it. You can see all the wee scoop down and see that the, all the pinholes. Yeah. Yep. Now, there's 8,000 pinholes in that. And that represents 8,000 who carry the torch oh, all over good. the world. That's amazing. And they got to keep that torch. Uh, the council. That's beautiful. To be, uh, to keep it as a souvenir, like, you know. And your third then, so that was two. So uh, three. <laughs> oh, my third one, that's, uh, I went in the New Year's Sports Personality. Oh, yeah. Uh, could be 85, I'm not too sure about those, you know. But mm. there's a lot of wee, all wee small things in my own career that I have. You know. And what is he now, don't mind me asking? Oh, I'll be 72 now in May. No in May, way, you know, 72 and, years uh, of age. And, I still enjoy it. Like I thought you were a 63 or 64. I wish I was 63 or 64. But so, anyway. When we ran Berlin then, because um, it's a great story in Berlin now, you started off at the front, didn't you? Cause you well, well uh, I, close put, to the front. I put down, uh, when I entered, I put down, they say I put the best time, so I put the best time down to 23. And I got up, well, I was just behind the elite runners really, like the elite yeah, runners yeah. were about 20, 30 metres ahead of me, like, you know. What age were you then? I know what that was. That was 2013. Oh, I I, but I had injuries as well, too. Like, yeah. you know, oh, no. That, was, that was your last one, wasn't it? No, no I mean, no, how, how Buda, was Budapest was the last one. Oh, oh we, we done Budapest. And that was Budapest. very warm. That was pretty warm. I sat down about 23 miles down the road, thought I was going to die. <laughs> those, those were two. Uh, it was like 30 uh, odd degrees, Berlin wasn't it? And was really bad. And, and what was your favourite? Which one's your favourite race? 
Uh, well, everyone has a beat double. I, I love Belfast. Yeah. Around Belfast, I've read that at times, like, you know, really. I, I think that's my best course. Mm -hmm. But having said that, it's all changed now over the years. Different courses, different courses. Like the very first one was a two-lap course. Yeah. 1982, five four spars in in Belfast, and I don't know many and uh, I finished ninth in two thirty one. Like you know, yeah. In two thirty one. Yeah. But having said that, that was after the two twenty three. Yeah. I thought I would be able to break two twenty. That was my original idea to break two twenty, but it never happened. Like you know, really. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Know? What was your uh, so Dublin was your your favourite course? Which I, is the hardest? Have you, have you got one marathon? Because uh, I read you done Brighton there one time. Oh, no, that, no, I'll tell you where the hardest marathons were that, no. Mm -hmm. Every year there used to be, I, I used to belong to, uh, it's defunct now, like, it's the Ulster Sports Council. That was taking all the Ulster's, Ulster Athletic Clubs around Ulster, like, and used to have an Ulster Marathon every August. You were heading Donegal, Laddercanny, all over Savannah, things like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, Laddercanny, Donegal were the toughest thing. They were hills, <laughs> and they were taking place in August in the in the heat. And wind was you know, probably yeah, up there yeah. as well. Uh, uh, well the, the heat was especially in August, like you know, really. Like, you know. So you put a lot back into the club now. You help out with the New York City Runners. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, the, the club's a good club now at the moment. Now and we have good, good uh, runners as well too, like you mm. know. But uh, I like to put something back in what I can. What I'm trying to do is just to give them the tools. I'm just interested in the speech sessions they do. Yeah. It's a speech session that kind of brings you along. And I try to set a program for the speech session where we do 400s, where we do 800s, where we do 1000s, whatever we're doing. I can sit down and walk out, have an idea now who can do what. Yeah, it's, no. it's great to see that information being shared because uh, uh, yeah. there's not that much of it out there. No, people, well, no. But before that, uh, before yeah. that, yeah. well, when we started, when yeah. I started in about 2011, you know, we were just running dead miles. You were six oh, right. yeah. miles yeah. at this pace, uh -huh. whatever you were running, uh -huh. trying to build it up. And there's no. It's just what I put back in now. Mm -hmm. The space stations, just mainly the space stations I was doing. But you can see so many people benefiting from that now. People that were sort of stagnant for a while, now all of a sudden, some mm -hmm. amazing times coming out of people. That, that, that's what you need to have mm -hmm. in a running club. You need a structure for yeah. speech sessions. They can do that as long as they're doing their own running during the week. Mm -hmm. But you need to have a, uh, a structure for speech sessions. Because you know everybody come up at the one time and run around the track. Yeah. Doing that, not putting themselves like, you know. Yeah. yeah. So hurt and hard work is definitely oh, it is. part of the ingredients. There's an old, I have an old saying, it's blood, sweat and tears. <laughs> That's what it is. You have to put the body. Right. Now I see you on every Saturday morning now, you sort of take part in the Restraver Park run. Well, well not take part, sorry, you uh, run. Well, there's there's myself and another chap, um, Dermot Mothers. Mm. I always had the, the, the notion of starting a park run. I spoke to our Amor about it, and the first words she says to me, Dad, you cannot start a park run by yourself. You need someone to have a big committee. So I got in touch with Dermot Mothers, and we set a meeting up, we got it going. So it's going now every Saturday morning yeah. now, and it's great to see it. It's for all people of ability left. You don't have to run, you don't have to race, you can walk, anything. 
You talked about the 10K, the Merchants 10K there, and there's a half marathon, so do you I, want to tell us a little bit about those? Oh, well, the club has um, started now uh, take over what they call the Merch 10K, it used to be called the Merch 10K now. So we decided to, because there's no uh, New York City Marathon now, mm. now the New York City Marathon has nothing to do with the New York City runners. People have this way inclined that people ask me is there no city marathon mm. I said no so but we had decided to do a half marathon at the end of september because of this merchants there's a merchants yeah. festival at the end of september okay so we started we're going to do that but when no one was taking over mm. the, the marathon we stepped in the slot at the 27th of may that's the bank holiday. Well, it'll be on a Sunday, like, you know. So it's on the 27th of May. It's on the Sunday, the 27th of May. But we also took over the Mirrors 10K, which is not known as the Mirrors 10K, it's going to be known as the Merchants 10K. And it's part and parcel of the old route of the Lisbon Cup, even back right. in the 60s, back in the 50s. So, so that's a lot the same of course. A lot of history on that course. There's a lot of history on that course. And what date's that on? That is on Thursday the 10th of May at 7.30. Okay. That's one thing about you as well, isn't it? You're always out with the, the book. You know everybody's time. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's, uh, I know yeah. about the times. Like, you know, and when you cross the uh, line, you've got a good time. Uh, You're looking forward to seeing more. Oh, I, I, do, oh <laughs> I, I take a wee note just at the times. Like, you know, but then it, it sets me the figure of if I set up a training session, but I know what, what yeah. I can do. Like, really. But I'd like to have a wee result. So, you know, Very good. Like, you know. So the message really here today is there are no short term or quick quick answers it's really put in the effort put in the hard work well all my i would say if you have the talent and if you're willing to sacrifice your yeah. training look these days now there's other things aside from running you know everything there's plenty of stuff to do but if you are very interested in running and if you have the talent if you have the commitment to do it you know, and train hard, exceptional times, you'll get those times. Yeah. 10Ks, 5Ks, half marathon, 10 miles, anyway. But the, the message is, you have to work hard at it. Beautiful, Willie. Um, you truly are a running legend. You've inspired now a generation of runners, including myself. Um, I'm quite pleased to award you with the Inspirational Runner of the Week. So thank you very much for thank this podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And that was a pleasure. Thank really. Thank you very much. I enjoyed that. Like.